Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. Before we get started, a word from our sponsor. This is Ramsey from Security Plus LLC, the best employee benefits broker. We have been reducing costs on benefits for employers across the U.S. since 1988. We have better benefits for less money. We will shop over 200 carriers and over 600 plan designs to find the best deal for you. We want to put that money back in your pocket. So be on the lookout for a phone call from us because we will be reaching out very soon. Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm Paul Rosaski. Today is the 24th of January, 2024. <sighs> Happy Wednesday to you and Hot Dog Day Garrett. Wouldn't you reckon it's talk like a grizzled prospector day? And celebrate incognito using some of those random phrases we don't typically know where they come from. And something pans out means someone found gold while sifting through the dirt with a mining pan. A flash in the pan is when something shiny in the pan turns out to be just a small sliver of gold or nothing at all. Use them, don't use them, it's a horse apiece to me. It's also National Belly Laugh Day, which is a great transition in talking about last night's state of the state address and the reaction to it from both sides of the aisle. What all confirms is that the two sides are nowhere near burying the hatchet. So let's just bite the bullet and jump into some news together. As promised, we start with the State of the State Address. The Wisconsin State Constitution requires that the governor of the state, quote, communicate to the legislature at every session the condition of the state and recommend such matters to them for their consideration as he may deem expedient, unquote. So, what did Governor Evers deem expedient? I will cut to the chase and give you the highlights and not necessarily in the order from the speech because really I'm not sacrificing a half an hour of my life re-watching it to piece it back together. First, he declared 2024 the year of the worker. The last address, uh, address, he declared 2023 as the year of mental health. Also, he let the cat out of the bag and announced the approval of the largest forest conservation easement in the state history uh, adding uh, about 55,000 acres of forested land. Also, he didn't beat around the bush talking about reproductive health care slash abortion, saying he will veto anything that comes anywhere close to reducing the level of access the state currently has. But it wasn't just about that hot button of a topic. He also frequently mentioned the Republicans to throw them under the bus and paint them as the bad guys, saying that, they aren't releasing millions of approved dollars to fight PFAS, dragging their feet on passing legislation for mental health programs. Like you'd expect, it was a political stump speech as much it was, as it was a state update. At this point, I'm going to recap some of the quotes from the beginning of the State of the State Address. Uh, as we enter 2024, states have never been in a better fiscal position than we are today, better than last year, better than when I took office, better than any year in Wisconsin's 176 years of statehood. Uh, skip ahead. We needed to take responsibility for some of the state's most important obligations, but we still couldn't afford to be careless or reckless. 
We need to make investments and priorities long neglected, but we still had to save where we could. We needed to stay prudent and well within our means. Now you just hold your horses. Let's not forget, you know, in simpler times when we had a state budget of $82 billion, Governor Evers proposed a $91 billion budget. It was labeled by the Republicans as pie in the sky. But at the end of the day, the budget that got passed was an $87 billion budget, which is closer to the governor's wish list budget than the one we had just two years prior. Well, move forward two short years, and now with an $87 billion budget, Governor Evers proposes a $104 billion budget. The nonpartisan Wisconsin Policy Forum came out with an analysis saying the level of spending in that proposal was the most imbalanced proposal of any budget on record in the history of the state. Translation imbalance means overspending. Republicans take his budget and they, they gutted it. But in the end, the budget that gets signed into law is a $100 billion budget. Again, closer to the biggest proposed overspending in Wisconsin's history than the budget just two years ago. So it took 176 years to, for us to get to that point of 82 billion. And in four short years, it jumped from 82 billion to 100 billion. Everybody's culpable, the assembly, the state, and the governor. Hey, Republicans, nothing about that sounded fiscally responsible. And Governor Evers, don't tell me you saved where you could. Don't tell me this was prudent. And don't tell me you were well within your means. Meanwhile, in a good year, tax burden maybe stays flat, let alone go down. Hardly anyone these days is able to live well within their means. Yeah, as you can tell, this rubs me the wrong way. And I'll tell you, this is a problem because clearly there are plenty of people in the Capitol that agree with the governor that the spending jumps were a mix of necessary and unavoidable. This is going to take a major shift in perspective because it seems like the typical government problem of confusing nice-to-haves, want-to-haves, and need-to-haves. Think about the holiday season. Thanksgiving is followed by Christmas and Hanukkah and family get-togethers and rich foods and cookies and desserts and drinks. And all of a sudden, you pack down a few extra pounds. They're easy to put on. And to take them off is three times as hard because it takes that much more discipline and hard work and sweat and discomfort and cutting back. And it's probably going to be painful. And most people don't do it because, they're, because you need to be at least uniquely motivated pushed along by someone else, like a coach, or have significant concrete consequences. And unfortunately, there are too few people in our representative government that have the necessarily necessary level of motivation or consequences to make an uncomfortable effort. Well, look at that. I went off half-cocked. And I barely have time to talk about the other big news from Tuesday. The Republicans in the Senate and the Assembly, instead of passing their own proposed version of the legislative maps, approved a slightly modified version of Governor Evers' maps. The map Evers proposed to the Supreme Court created an overlap of 15 assembly Republican Assembly districts and 6 Senate districts. And the slightly adjusted maps had an overlap of 11 assembly districts and 6 Senate districts. By and large, they were the same map. Far more change than the Republicans want, but less than what they might have to deal with if the decision is completely in the hands of the Supreme Court. 
my take on this. The Republicans are attempting to paint Evers into a corner. It kind of looks silly for him to veto a map he essentially proposed. It's a chess move. The Republicans could be forced to accept worse options, but instead are willing to accept a less than ideal option, but control their own fate in the process. Well, Governor, Qu Governor the Governor quickly said, close but no cigar and announced that he will veto this and so the decision will stay with court. What does this chess move do? It could possibly influence the court to pick the Evers quote untweaked proposed map over the other options. Why? It's the legislature's responsibility to approve the maps and they essentially approved a version of their opposition's unfriendly map. Which is important because right now the court is being painted as biased and influenced by Democrat money. It would be a bad look for the court to choose a map more slanted towards Democrats because it has the look of confirming the validity of the accusations. Hey, the court is made up of people and don't fool yourself. They're paying attention and if they can reasonably do it based on human nature, they will avoid something that opens up or validates skepticism in their integrity. It would have long-term ramifications with the very valuable independent voter because Republicans have painted the current members as influenced by money and partisan and being, and instead of being impartial, which is how a majority of the people want the Supreme Court to act. And finally, the Republicans announced a third attempt at an income tax cut. Look for the breakdown of what that tax cut looks like and what makes it a different kick at the cat in the Weekly Insider, our Monday newsletter available exclusively for WPT members. Not a member? Well, jump on the bandwagon and drop me a line. We'll get you hooked up. Piece of cake. Yeah, I gotta say, this episode, it was a blast. And in closing, and in the spirit of spending $100 billion in the matter of two years, and where those billions come from, I leave us with a quote from George Washington. Quote, Government has no more right to put their hands into my pockets without my consent than I have to put my hands into yours. Unquote. Have a great second half of the week, and as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.